Once again, you all, it's six o'clock Friday night live. Facebook live go. Coffee and collaborations. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Are y'all as hyped as I am? I am very excited. Awesome. So I have before me, like I said before, uh, panelists who I admire, who I am, uh, I don't know Wayne as much, but I've heard so much about him, dear co-host James Branch. And I know that the lady and gentleman are out here doing amazing things in the world of business consulting, speaking, authors, networking. And so I am excited to have this second edition of Facebook Live Go with these panelists. And I want them to introduce themselves. Um, I could go on and on about why I love them. I mean, and I, I, I'm so giddy. Can you see it? I'm so giddy. But I could go on and on about why I love them. Even, like I said, Wayne, I don't know so much, but I've heard many great stories, Wayne, about you, your brother. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> So if Joe can start, if you can introduce yourself and tell us what you did, we'll go with Wayne. And I know normally it's ladies first, but leave my other Kimberly for last. <laughs> go ahead and get started. All right. Well, hey, everybody. It's so exciting to be here with you all tonight. And thank you so much, Kimberly, for inviting me to be on this panel. I'm really excited to do this. Uh, yeah, what I do is I am a, I'm, my passion is speaking, and I love to speak about uh, teaching people about relationship marketing. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in selling by relationship to get out of that transactional mindset that so many people get caught up in. Uh, I'm, I'm in it for the long term. And so that's why when, when I'm thinking of, you know, when I meet somebody, I don't look at them right away as a, as a potential sale. I look at them as, Hey, where could this go as far, you know, where could we build, how could we build this relationship? Yes. Um, I've written two books, one called Intentional Networking, the second one called uh, Grow Your Network, Grow Your Business. And, uh, and both of them are very focused on relationship marketing. The, uh, the first one is obviously much more based on networking. And the second one is about having it, you know, expanding that into multiple areas where you can build a network through relationships. And then I also do coaching. I do uh, relationship marketing coaching and goal execution coaching. And that's, I'm uh, very passionate about that. And I just love helping people and seeing people grow. And uh, yeah, I get really excited about that. Yeah, and he's one of the sweet people that I have met uh, in this space. But um, I was just saying, Joe um, and I met end of mid, maybe mid last year. And when we sat down, I think it was instant synergy. I believe we sat over coffee or in a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> and it was instant synergy. And he does all these amazing events in order to help entrepreneurs to get information and also have an opportunity to network. And I was able to wonder. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to the other ones coming on uh, this year because he's always having powerful dynamic. Welcome, Joe Navarra. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. And then Wayne. I stepped out on faith and started my own printing business in 2001. And in doing so, having worked hard in the other jobs and having worked hard to learn the industry, the doors kind of up for me. And therein lies the piece about collaboration and networking, things of that nature, which I'll be quite frank, I knew nothing about. All I knew was go to work, do what you're supposed to do, and ultimately you will achieve that which you're supposed to achieve. So in starting my business, 
In 2001, we grew, we exploded the first three years. As a result of relationships that I had made as the production manager, general manager with the other company. So we grew from two employees in 2001 to ultimately 48 employees by 2008. From as small as your local architect to large as GlaxoSmithKline and the Department of Defense. And I say these things because it's all about relationships. So in doing that, I stepped out on faith. I grew a business. Then I sold the business. And after selling the business, I, I decided to allow the Lord to have his way. I became an ordained minister where I am now. And I'm the youth pastor at my church. But in all these movements, I've touched a lot of people throughout the process. And I've learned a lot. And I'd say, my brother and I talk about the way you learn is through information and experience. So I have, I have endured and captured a lot of information, and I have been able to endure and, and process a lot of different experiences to bring to me where I am today. I'm just a guy that wants to serve and help people. I love so it. So as an minister, I've moved towards now I'm running for political office, something that I've been asked about doing for many, many years. But that's a part of serving people. So I'm role serving and doing all that I can to assist others live out their American dream, be it entrepreneurship or just being a good person and treating our fellow man in accordance to what the words say. So collaborating with you guys here this evening. Awesome. And then we have Kimberly McGee. Kimberly Woods, just a short intro, and then we're going to dive into the topic. Well, again, thank you, um, the other Kimberly, for allowing me to have this opportunity and for all the gentlemen here, I'm, I'm super stoked and excited to be here. I'm just, you know, really simple. I don't really like to talk about myself. So, <laughs> but uh, my background is, is uh, I started out as a teacher years ago before I even had children, um, got into the state, um, working for the geotechnical unit, started working with bids and I got into event management really by the grace of God and just <laughs> my boss, uh, we were doing little events throughout the state in our department, and it was, oh, Kimberly will do it, or Kimberly will do it, and Kimberly will do it, and just got good at it. And, and you know, it's just one of the things I really enjoy. It's one of the two things in my life that bring me uh, professionally bring away, and I, I, I'm a dancer by nature. I love to dance, grew up dancing. So um, in those two fields, learning in this industry as an event manager, and it's something that, I, like I said, it, it has really been an evolution. It's not something that was very clear. I didn't walk with a clear goal or set my, this is what I'm going to do. Just really, and it evolved through relationships. Like, right. And, you know, my path in this event management world was just collaborating and connecting and relationships, and name dropping. Uh, I know a girl who could do this, and her name is Kimberly McGee. And, I know somebody who could handle this and Kimberly McGee. It's, it's been one of those things that um, God has just opened up the opportunities. And then on the dance side of it, which is my passion and something I enjoy doing, it's the same thing. It's I started a dance program for women of a certain age and um, I had one, one person for two years come to my dance class and she told somebody and they told somebody and they told somebody and they told somebody and it was a sharing concept and bringing everybody in and building a. So I learned through my collaborating is how to really build a and how to build a. So, um, you know, and, and that's just been the joy of what I do. It's building those relationships. Yeah. Learning how to. 
as I put on my Instagram, learning how to play well with us. That's right. That's right. There's value <laughs> there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we are going to talk tonight about the myth debunkers of collaboration because, you know, I, it is my mission, like my purpose, I feel in life <laughs> almost. But especially, definitely in the business world, to inspire more people to understand that collaboration—it's not something to run from. You know, we all have had great experiences and bad experiences with everything in life. But what we learn, we can take with us and then switch it up and do it better. Maybe it was us that was horrible on one end of it, and maybe someone else, or maybe it was the learning curve. You know, so it's so many things. We all have mentioned God in our intros or all of you have mentioned God in your intros. And one of the things you notice on our backdrop, we have God at the top. One of the things for me, and I talk about it all the time, the ultimate collaboration has to be with God, especially concerning our business. Not gonna go too deep there, but I absolutely talk about that every week. And so I am attracted and I attract people Mm -hmm. who have that same (laughs) sort of mantra in life, that same sort of uh, belief that it all goes back to that. And with that being said, we're able to go out here and do some amazing things under the name of God and collaboration and be able to be forces in our businesses, you know, be able to be lights, which is major for me to be able mm-hmm. to shine, but not for Kim for the bigger picture. So I'm not going to preach or anything like that. Go ahead, preach. <laughs> you said go on and preach. <laughs> But that is wholeheartedly what I believe. Joe has said something that I love. Two words that I love. Intentional networking. I love them separately and I love them together. Networking for me is absolutely Mm -hmm. about building relationships to your point as well as Joe and Wayne. And so you can absolutely, I'm giving you a plug on your book here, Joe. You can absolutely grow your network and grow your business through (laughs) intentional networking. I love it. (laughs) I mean, how simple he's covered. I mean, we can pretty much fall off of this, fall off of this panel right now. I mean, it's perfect. Those things are perfect to helping us to get to the next level. I do a class called business networking consultant and I go with these skills, business networking and everybody that's ever been in that class. They're quite shocked at my view, how I focus on networking because it's the art side as well as the science, which the science side is a lot about what we've talked about, building relationships. How are we communicating? Who are you from the inside out? Personal development and the like. So we're going to have a wonderful conversation. And I would like to just go ahead and dive in and talk about what I just mentioned a second ago. And I'm going to have Joe and Kimberly kind of expand on this. Unsuccessful and successful examples of collaboration and the lessons learned in scenario. Because I don't, if we don't cover anything else, I, that is the mission to inspire people that collaboration can happen. It can happen for you this year. It can change your quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and change your life. If you get it and you understand that all of these myths around competition and all these different things that we've heard, we can kick them on, kick rocks, and let's be. So if you guys can kind of speak to that, what is what is a successful and unsuccessful example of collaboration and those lessons that you all have learned as a reason? Kimberly, you want to start? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great if it's okay with Joe. Um, I think for me, uh, it's really the successful part of collaborating is, and I'll just use um, my dance world as as an, a great example, is getting people to feel like they have ownership mm-hmm. and, um, 
the overall objective. And I think when we give people opportunity to have ownership or stake in what we're focusing on, that's when the collaboration grows. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like when it's all one narrative and you as the leader or as the spearhead of a group or you're collaborating, so you land, but it's always your ideas or it's always your voice, then that's the rating you just want mm-hmm. to know. And I think that open-ended questions is always a key. Um, for instance, on my dance page, um, you know, I always ask them to share their um, weight loss story or recipe, um, their expenses together. We try to do things even outside of our norm because I feel like it gives them an opportunity to share and have a stake. In mm-hmm. um, so that's yeah. the that's the positive. I, then I'll let Joe come in about the positive. We can, I guess, talk about the negative at that point. Yeah, the that. unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Joe, what's something that you would add to that? Well, first, I want to say to Wayne, <clears throat> I had 30 years in the printing industry and you still own a printing company, too. So I feel your pain. Yeah, that was a long time. But to, so focusing on successful uh, collaborations, uh, you know, as you know, Kimberly, uh, Kimberly, number one up top uh, on my screen, I did, uh, you know, most of my speaking engagements that I put on monthly are always done in collaboration. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as I don't remember who was speaking with me the couple of times you've come, Kimberly, but, you know, I always find, ask somebody who is, would, you know, that my, the audience that I'm going after could also benefit from that. That's right. Uh, it's not, and, and that's the big thing that you were sh- saying earlier about me. It is I try to, I try to not make it all about me. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, you know, as a speaker, um, as somebody with, you know, an ego, I guess, as we all have an ego, you know, they, there is that side of me that wants it to be about me. But I have to make sure that I'm not making it about me. It's first of all, it's about the the people that are there. Uh, how what can we share with them? Yeah. And uh, and what can I who if there's somebody else that I can bring in that they can learn from and grow from, then then that's uh, you know that's a great collaboration. Yeah. Uh, now that's the important part though in making it successful is that it is somebody who is like minded. Um, they have high integrity, uh, that their gun, their mindset is focused on the audience as well. Yeah. When I finish with this event, I better walk away with new coaching clients or I better walk away with, uh, new marketing clients. No, their mindset, I need a good collaboration. Their mind is that they're going into it with what can we offer the people that are going to be sitting in front of us today. That's right. Now, if we walk away with a coaching client or if I end up with another speaking engagement, well, that's wonderful. My main objective when I do this is to think of the person first. So Kimberly, you know, I want to just, somebody asked me today, what is my normal routine when I speak before I get out there? You know, a lot of people have a routine. And, uh, and so what I do <clears throat> is I always say a prayer first. And my prayer is, if I could reach one person today that, is, that needs to hear my message, that is then I know it was a success. It, you know, now, if I could reach everybody in the room, fantastic. But if God can help my message to touch one person in that room today, then I, then I know that the event was a success. And that's what my focus is on. Yeah. 
And and because of that focus, you have grown, you need to grow. Yeah. I, I remember a big part of your story. Um, and it, it was just so moving. Of course, I can't share it, but from the heart of it was that, you know, that it's about serving. And that's one of the big and key components to what you both just said. It's not about what can I get, but what can I get the serving. And that's how we have to go into collaboration setting, um, as well as these networking settings, you know, with what can I give? Yeah. You know, right. As a return of the, and, and if I receive something to your point, Joe, great, but I've given, which is a bigger picture. Um, and I love what you guys both said about uh, people having a voice. So basically you're not being the uh, captain of the ship alone. Like if you're the captain of the ship, you got your mates and all of these other people right. that are able to also hear and they have a significant voice in mm -hmm. the process or mm -hmm. that it's not successful. And so I love that. Um, one of the things that, you know, I think all of us situation where we felt like our voice muted, it wasn't heard and we didn't feel like collaboration. Right. Yeah. So I love that. Do you guys have any examples and encouragement for people who have had unsuccessful scenarios in collaboration and how to move? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's never easy, I think, to move forward when uh, collaboration or relationships go bad. It's just like a marriage. Yeah. When it goes bad, it's really bad, unfortunately. So it's just one of those things I think it process. But to just uh, piggyback on something that Joe said, um, I really think it goes with Mm -hmm. And um, like today, I had to rely on another planner um, because I have an event in Atlanta and I don't know the terrain there. Mm -hmm. She's another planner. She's brought on from a logistics standpoint, but I had to rely on her expertise to walk me through logistics for terrain. And I had to put my ego to the side, like, because mm -hmm. I know that at this juncture, I really need that relationship. That relationship is awesome. It is one of the things that, um, and she's a planner just like I am, you know, but it was just one of those things she was brought aboard because she's physically in the Atlanta area. And so you can't, you can't allow your ego to get in the way. And when a relationship or collaboration goes bad, I think the reason why, and this is just my experience, I think some of the reason. One of the biggest reasons I think collaboration could go bad were two reasons, actually. One is going back to what Joe said, ego. Mm -hmm. The ego gets in the way. But mm -hmm. then, two, the, the communication breaks down really bad. So when egos get in the way, that really pours in the lack of communication, the broken. And I've had that with clients. Where, because when we bring on, we work with clients. We don't work with clients like we're we're collaborating with you because we want your event successful. So we we are just we see you as family. We don't see you just as a client. We want to know all the aspects of everything as much as you will allow us to. But if you don't communicate that, it is going to allow us to be limited in how we collaborate with you, with your team, um, with other. Even if we bring other people, we've got to have a clear understanding of collaboration. So in my experience, I've had to deal with that. Um, I age, I think helps me, but <laughs> I, in my experience too, I think I can identify really quickly if somebody's motive are not genuine. Mm -hmm. um, if they're braggadocious, if they come in very braggadocious, they're singing a lot of their praise. That doesn't sit well with me because we're here as a collaborated. Yeah. Yes, you can tell me your credentials. That's great. But I already probably know your credentials because I brought you into the fold. Yeah. So I think when I see somebody that's very braggadocious, they're always singing their own praises. They're really not a player. They're, 
the information to themselves when it's supposed to be a collective information. It's supposed to be shared. Um, it, it's just like, I don't, I come from a very big family and my dad used to say, everybody, you know, everybody gets a piece of this. Like nobody gets one bigger piece than the other. Yeah. I think you have to go in that same mindset. And, you know, so to get over that is really just a process and honesty, transparency mm -hmm. and um, is a key to overcome those objectives. Yeah. And somebody in the comment said learning how to be humble is a prerequisite that everyone can use where we need not lean toward our own understanding about anything and our right through good communication. Yeah. And so Joe. Yeah. So good for, you know, first of all, what Kimberly talked about there with communication, gosh, that is just so important. Uh, just like, just for, I'll give you an example. I, I'm going to put me, throw myself under the bus right now. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was going through uh, my divorce, you know, it was at a very difficult period in my life during that part. It was like at a really bad part of the divorce. And uh, a friend uh, who I'll, I won't mention her name had asked me to collaborate with her on a very big event. Mm -hmm. This is about three years ago. And I had said I would. And I, in my heart, I believed I was going to be able to show up yeah. uh, and be a part because it required a lot of work. And what was happening was I was finding that I was not able to show up the way I wanted to. And on a day-to-day -day basis, helping her with the planning, helping her with the marketing, and, uh, and I, but I wasn't communicating it. In my head, I knew that I was not showing up and I knew I was struggling but instead of picking up the phone and calling her and letting her know, hey, I'm really having a difficult time, you know, balancing this right now. Um, I kind of tried to fly below the radar. Now, she we went we did the event. The event, thank God, turned out amazing. But when I reached out to her later, she was not overly happy with me. Yeah. <laughs> honest with, thank God she was honest with me and told me. And I. Uh, uh, because she recognized that I was, you know, I was repentant of it. Uh, I felt very bad about it. And as when things got better in my life, you know, we were able to work together again. Yeah. Now that was me. And, you know, and I had to accept that I was the bad side of the collaboration. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other end, when, when I wrote uh, this, the new book, uh, Grow Your Network, Grow Your Business, I had initially asked somebody, another speaker, uh, who's a sales uh, speaker, to write the book with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the book started getting written two years ago and he had made it, you know, when we met a couple of times, we met about three times. We went over the, the, uh, outline, we, we were going over things. He, he would always talk about how busy, mm -hmm. and, you know, he travels all over the country speaking and, uh, and, you know, so I would touch base with him, you know, every couple of months, hey, how are your chapters coming? How are you? Oh, I haven't been able to get to them yet. I haven't been able to get to them yet. Meanwhile, I was writing my chapters slowly. Mm -hmm. And so then I started writing his chapters. <laughs> and, uh, and so eventually I recognized he's not going to be a part of this. Right. You know, um, so, you know, that saying, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person to get it done. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that because in this case, that totally did not work. <laughs> so, so, uh, be could I, so with that, I, but I forget, I forgive him. Yeah. I don't care. It worked out good. It's my name on the book. Um, but that was a situation where it didn't work out. 
So here's my suggestion. Like the woman that I was working with on the other end, she didn't quit. You've got to keep pushing through, muscling right. through, I like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank God, you know, I have, you know, we have a God that we can pray to and ask for strength. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I did a lot uh, working on this book was I did a lot of prayer asking yeah. God to just get me through to the next chapter. Yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up with a whole book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like when I, you know, we talked about it, we would define collaboration. I think this conversation we have and Wayne lost his connection. So I don't want you all to think he was just like, forget this, I'm out. He lost his, <laughs> forget this collaboration talk about. Um, <laughs> but no, he lost his connection. So hopefully he'll be able to get back in. And if oh, not, yeah, he's working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. So if not, we'll have them, you know, back, but hopefully can get back in. So I'm going to go to the next topic um, that doesn't include him. So we need a conversation. But I think you all answered the question that another question I have brought up, how do you define collaboration? And you both said, building relationships, you both yes. said, don't give up, endure, like keep the hustle. Um, you both said, lose the ego and be willing to show up and serve and I and be a part of the puzzle piece. <laughs> Instead of needing to be the entire piece. Right. And I think that defines it. Do you guys want to add into that with the word collaboration? Yeah, I, I for me, I think too is know your strengths and your weaknesses. That's good. Yeah. Um, because um, you know, I'm I'm no know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may disagree with you, agree, <laughs> disagree with me about that, but <laughs> She's like, well, all disagree. <laughs> Like I think my ex-husband may disagree. There may be a couple more people may disagree, but <laughs> nevertheless, um, I I um, I think know your weaknesses. I can't remember. I used to I, I read so many leadership books. I'm always intrigued with. Uh, you know, I was a military wife, and so I'm all I love strategy and battles and movies and things of like that. So, but I remember um, reading somewhere that said the the greatest leader is is the one that has the greatest leader. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like to be a great leader, um, Patton is a great example. Patton knew he was a, a dog-minute leader. Patton was a dog-minute leader. But what Patton was not, he was not, uh, he was a tough SOB based on what history said in books. But what Patton was able to do was to get the best out of people because he was really able to identify great leaders around him and he mm-hmm. nurtured that now if you failed you'd get your you know butt chewed but nevertheless he was a master a master at that um where we could see somebody like um steve jobs who was genius in his own right but his ego would definitely get in the way sometimes and he was not known to play well on the playground mm-hmm. um, you know, but you, you, you've got these two strong men, but one knew how to, 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 to knew his, he knew his weaknesses. He just never probably told anybody, but he knew his weaknesses and he made sure he put, put those right people in the, the right places yeah. to fulfill the overall goal to win the war. And so I think for me, it's definitely understanding your strengths and your weaknesses. And listen, none of us can do it all ourselves. I can't believe you and I worked on a project. Um, this past fall in 2019, um, she brought me in to do the staging because that's a really strong suit of mine. I, I love staging. I'm very good at logistics. I'm very creative in that way. And she is too, even though she says, I don't know, nah, nah, nah. well, we disagree about that. But <laughs> she she was smart enough to say, you know, I've got this on my plate, but let me 
share the plate with Kimberly and let me bring her in. She didn't have to do that. And so it was a great opportunity for me to really um, shine. And I appreciate that opportunity because it gave me a chance to shine and show my skill level. And so I think that's the one thing is being smart enough to know your strengths and your weakness. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. You know, because you brought up a really great point about successful business practice, number one, as collaborate, you know, and being a collaborator as a mindset, um, being able to delegate, you know, you know, if, if, if you are not able to delegate, you don't go very far in your business to your point, we can't do it. So, um, that even led to another thought for me, you know, being able to release some of that because sometimes we have so much pent up, this is not a word, but pent up in it that, (laughs) that we can't release some things. And uh, so having the mindset of the collaborator even helps us in our business to grow. And like you mm-hmm. said, organizations, um, uh, whatever levels of leadership we may be positioned. And uh, so thank those were great examples. James, you know- Kimberly, uh, you had mentioned strength and weaknesses in oneself, but do you find or what would be your opinion when we can recognize the strength and weaknesses of other people? Maybe mm-hmm. it's something that we keep to ourselves, but in collaborating, I think over time, you probably know the people that you're dealing with so that who to the you can't. Yeah, I think for me as a planner, um, especially when I'm dealing with them, that's a great question, by the way, because when I deal with nonprofit organizations and we're putting a lot of our staff um, outside the core logistically are volunteers. And I always get like, and not to throw pastors under the bus or anybody under the bus, but always get, you know, well, they're not strong in this area. And what I like to do is I always tell them, oh, they're strong. We just got to find the right place for them to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, Kimberly brought me in to shine. You know, um, as soon as she said, oh, you're going to do the staging? Kimberly, what did I do? I I, I went down the re- the yellow brick road. Like I just like, yeah. it's just like, bam, 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 bam. It just came so, e- it just comes very easily for me. And I was super excited about it. So I think it goes back to that ownership. I, I've been able to identify, I had a client one time, they had, a, um, they had one by someone on their team and that person was contrite all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they gave me a heads up when we came in, they said she's super contrite, but she's really good at what she does. And so, it, it, it took me a while to have that time with her, but the conversation started first. And then I asked her an open-ended question. I said, what do you really want to do? I know what they say you can do, but what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And then she she said, you know, they never let me give an opportunity to, to be in the forefront and greet people. Well, I thought to myself, well, surely she didn't have the demeanor to do that. But I said, okay, well, let's just try it. Let's just see if you, you know, this really fits you. Well, she just really shined. You would have you would have never thunk it. You would have never thunk it. But she to that ownership. And when we titled it and gave it a title, you know, that she was, you know, COO of the greeting, whatever. <laughs> she really took ownership of that. And yeah. so it was it was ta- I think tapping into someone's strengths, even when they think they aren't strong enough and letting them know, OK, maybe if you're not that strong in this area. Let's look at what you are strong in. Let's let's develop that. Let's grow that. And I, and I think people really do um, flourish when we give them those opportunities. Yeah. Welcome back, Wayne. <laughs> if you only knew. If you only knew. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be back. But I tell you, that whole process was very interesting. But uh, so I'm here just listening in. Glad to have you back. No, we waited. We said we would wait for. It. 
Um, definitely want to go ahead and dive in the question that I have posed for you and Joe. Um, and thank you for your response, Jameson. Absolutely, was a great question. So, best practices for building collaborations. What do you all think? You, you've been um, Wayne. You've been a trooper, highway patrol. Now you're running for office. You're a minister. Joe, you have a plethora of communities around you. You've written books, you know. So, with all of this between the two of you, even having that printed in uh, in common, you think of networking, and when you think of uh, building collaboration, what are the pieces you share with someone that are the best ways to build collaboration? Well, you go first, Wayne. Collaborating and networking uh, for me has always been the who, what, when, where, how. You go in with the mindset that you're not a know-it-all and you really want to know more about the person than going in and letting them know a lot about you. And that was, that has been and still is a great benefit to me. And you go in from a place of sincerity and just trying to get to know what's working. What do you like about what's taking place in your business or in your life or in your situation? Once you get that information, that you really can grow. You'll know within a few minutes whether or not there's a real an you'll know whether or not there's an opportunity to do things together. And and then you just learn. Networking is truly key. You want to get out to find out what's going on and what's available to you. I mean, you know your craft, you know your trade, you know what you're there for, but go in seeking. As the words say, if you seek, you shall find. So in doing that, the the floor kind of just opens up. And, and you grow from there. Collaboration is just finding out about what's working and, and what you have to make it even better or what you have to support it. And a lot of people that are saying people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And those key elements in life really can take you to places you never you never really thought. And don't go in as being a, that know-it-all type person. Go in and just kind of listen. But if you can cover the who, the what, the when, the where and the how, and always be prepared. I said to, to my son often is when preparation meets opportunity, you have to show up. That's you have right. to show up, you have to show out, and then you have to lift somebody else to be able to do the same thing. Oh, that was good. That's all right now. <laughs> you came back right on point. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And Joe, would you like well, to add? Yeah, how could I add to that? That was good. <laughs> but now the... Uh, Building on, you know, uh, building collaborations for me, uh, it really comes from having, you know, what I find is first, I want to go into these collaborations of, you know, again, like I said earlier, what are we going to offer? Yeah. Um, the, uh, I don't know if anybody here has read the, uh, anything by Bob Berg. He's uh, written, uh, first book that I read from him was Endless Referrals. The next one he's written was uh, the Go whole series of Go-Giver books. But the first one is the one that's so instrumental in who I am today. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's really about having that, that giver's heart. And, uh, and I'm not talking about doing it in a way that you're a doormat, but in a way that lifts other people up. Yeah. And so that's when, when I'm collaborating with somebody, I, I'm thinking of it in a respect of how could this build this person up? What could I do that could help lift this person um, while we're also lifting up the people in front of us? Um, and so, you know, that's how we, I perceive uh, the collaborations. Now, like uh, Wayne was talking about, you know, yeah, when we're going out networking, you know, every time we meet somebody, 
that's and I love the way he was putting that. That is a new collaboration. We're collaborating in a relationship, even <laughs> if it's only going to be for five minutes. We're collaborating in a new relationship. And uh, to piggyback on what Wayne said, uh, with the who, what, where, when, why, and how, in, t- in when you're having a conversation with somebody, and if you find that you're you're short, you're not really coming up with things to talk about. The using uh, an acronym, the acronym for form, which stands for family, organization, recreation, and motivation. You can. And coming at from a perspective of who, what, where, when, why, and how, you could keep a conversation going with somebody asking them endless questions about their family, about the organizations they're members of. What do they enjoy doing? That's their recreation. What motivates them? And, uh, And always use it with a who, what, where, when, why, and how question. You'll be talking to that person by the end of the night. You'll know everything about that person. They're going to, you, they, you never told them a thing about yourself. They're going to leave and say, man, Kimberly was a great conversationalist. I don't know a darn thing about her, but gosh, I feel good. Right. What did she do? I want to work with her. Yeah. But it's, but it's true. It's, you yeah. know, and, uh, and, and that's why, you, because people, they, when you're, somebody knows that they've been heard. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I that's love good. to say. Learn to be interested, not mm-hmm. interesting. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, and yeah. I had to learn that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was that was something I had to learn. Yeah. So I hope that that answered the question for you it, as best as I could. No, it does. And you guys both gave great uh it was like a perfect marriage of uh information that somebody can take from um this question because you know, so many people feel like they can't do it. First of all, they don't feel like they should get out here and network because they feel like it's ineffective. Um, but because of the fact that they're looking to only focus on building their business. So right. you walk in the room like I always do like this, like how many cars can I give out? You know, how many? <laughs> how many business how many called cars? Ninja. Right. The Ninja. Right. Yeah. How, how many cars? Can I, and no focus on well, how, who can I meet? How can I serve? You know, what's the opportunity in this room to be a light for somebody or, you know, what's the connection? Like maybe that I wasn't aware of. You could have had a horror, but your position, your disposition, because you're walking in there, a servant, it can be of your entirety. I mean, I just, I just want more people to realize that what you both said is dynamic. And you talked about how even just in station, that's a collaboration. That's an opportunity uh, for somebody to change, you know, kind of change the atmosphere, change you change there. And so it's so powerful. The last thing to talk about tonight, the power of collaborate. But um, I really, I really was thinking you were talking about um, listening. You guys were both talking about. And so I read this book, Kimberly, earlier, you were talking about um, and how you love reading leadership book. And I read this book maybe four years ago called How to Win Friends. Well, most people know that book, right? Um, love that I, book. You, you love that book? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I remember when I saw the title, I was like, this sounds a little bit manipulative, you know, (laughs) how to win friends that influence. But when I got into the book, it's one of those now that I really refer, you know, to a lot of people. You know, when you think about how to be a friend, how to, you know, all of that they talk about, even in business, you know, how to build relationships, all of that is not manipulative. You mentioned a couple of books that you like, Joe, I'm Kimberly. So I'm going to mention that one, how to win. And then for the great reason, I really try to figure out how and really focus on the right. Wayne, Wayne, do you have a book? You're muted. Cool, I'm back. <laughs> yes. Well, I have the book called The Bible, because yeah. that is the foundation <laughs> of all books. 
And then reading that, it guides you to a lot of different other books. But I would like to say something about the power of one. So when you're going to different locations and different uh, situations, I always just focus on if I just can connect with one, and that one may connect you with several other thousands. But you focus with that intent. Be intentful. As Joe said earlier, you step into a situation and just find one. Some get kind of blindsided by trying to, as you say, hand out all those cards mm-hmm. and then sit at home and wait. Yeah. But if you just hand out one card and that individual calls you back, you can grow in a lot of different avenues and you never know where it may take you. I know in my business and even in consulting now, the first thing I ask people is why are you doing it? You know, that what is your why? Mm-hmm. And if you know what your why is, you will definitely figure out the real purpose of that business, but you have to have a passion and a love for moving it. But it's just the power of one because that one domino can really cause a huge effect, especially when they know what the mission is. So uh, I think that's a very beneficial way of of moving, whatever it may be. It's just the power of one. I think that's great advice too for those who have a fear of networking too, like to just really, just focus on the one and it, it takes away some of the intimidation to be able to build to the two or, you know, uh, whatever that next thing. Is yeah. So well, like and the it. other thing has been, it's better to serve, you know, better to give than to receive. So when you go to the events too, you're going in with the mindset, I'm going to give somebody something. That's and as right. a result of giving, you will receive a lot because they don't feel and sometimes it's just intimidated from being in the big rooms. That's right. And I will say even in my earlier days of business, going into this room with thousands of people and thousands of important people, at least in their minds, sometimes it was a little interesting. But once you get over the hurdle, it's like I was reading some information in a book a while back. It's, uh, and I think actually Denzel was the uh, narrator. It's just You just have to jump. Mm-hmm. Once you jump, you realize that it was so bad until you get bottom and you got to be able to land. That's right. the landing is the roll or do you just take all the impact? And that comes through experience. So as a result of all those things, it helps you in all facets of life. Just go in with a servant's mind that you're going to give. And as a result of giving, a lot will be given unto you. That's right. That's right. Any follow-ups to that, you all? Um, I like to talk about the, the concept of the one, the oneness. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book. Um, it's not that old, I don't think. It's a called uh, "Hug Your Customer" by mm-hmm. Jack uh, Mitchell. And um, because I'm a hugger, and I believe that a lot of people, um, some people don't want to be touched. I always say, you know, I'm a hugger. I like to hug. Is that okay? And uh-huh. I, I like to give taps, you know, or you know. Um, but I think um, when you hug someone, um, have a, a, a moment as human beings where you can touch. Yeah. Um, it breaks a lot of barriers. Um, when we talked about um, some of the things that the what, when, and why, and and the networking, some people fear networking. I always ask people the question when it's like, oh, I don't like networking. I don't like working with other people. I just like, so I always say, well, have you ever been hurt before? Is that one of the reasons why? Going back to, I think it was Joe that said, you know, ask the question um, when he does the speaking, he asks those key questions. Um, I find that a lot of times, it's probably because people are getting hurt. So I think when you collaborate, you network, you have to be transparent. And when you bring in someone onto your team or into your community or into your tribe, you have to lay everything down on the table. Yeah. As parent, you have to ask those questions and you have to be open and honest. But I, I am a firm believer that touch, even if it's a hug, if it's a pat on the back, if it's a high five, if it's a you go, 
I really, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on those things, those, those human connections as a way to build and, and bond us together wholeheartedly. You know, because when we touch one another, when we engage one another in a human form, in a human way, just as Christ did, Christ was a touchy-feely person. He never stood back and just watched people. He touched them. He engaged with them. And I think if you're going to collaborate, you're going to have to be affectionate and you're going to have to have intimate moments, you know, as a team, as individuals, that one-on-one, just finding that one person that you can break that cycle with and grab them and let them know that you're, you're right there by their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kim, that kind of ties into one of your shows you had earlier, that authentic, the authenticity, mm-hmm. being authentic about what you're really about. And yeah. it will show through in, in, uh, in a touching or just in a visual. A lot of people, as they say, fake it till you make it. Well, sometimes faking it could get you in a bind because it doesn't show the genuineness that you're really trying to do in your conversation. So right. just, just be yourself. Let it flow, and and whatever is meant to be, it will be. You just do your part, and all it takes is one. That's right. So kudos to you for um (laughs) listening to to the show. Uh, oh yeah, well I mean yeah, you know you never know who's watching. As they say, Big Brother's always watching. Well, there's people out here that just watch and and get just a nugget. A nugget can take you a long way, you know. And and the end result, we don't know, but you put your first foot forward. Nothing beats a failure but a try, right? That's right. Well, you ask yourself, what beats a try? It's the yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to do it and keep doing it and replicate it. And you never know where it will lead you. Yeah. And, you know, I want all of you to really wrap up, talk about the power of collaboration. But I have to say this really quickly about authenticity. Um, when, we, when we have these fears of going in networking, uh, when we have these fears, Kimberly, to your point of, collaborating and being close to people, vulnerable, whatever that hug is for a person um, or the receive. You know, we have to remember, like Wayne said, that we have to be authentically who we are, right? And if we, we have to get real with that. So if there's a growth that needs to happen, we have to do that, you know? And if there's something that we need to work out, we have to do that. But while at the same time, we have to recognize in that room where we're afraid to go in and network or just whatever, in that relationship where we're afraid to show up and collaborate and have a voice, we have to remember that we're powerful, dynamic people. And there's only one of each of us. So when it comes to the authentic you showing up in these networking events for your business, for whatever it is, that's valuable because that's one thing that you got to your advantage. There's only one you. There's no replication. There's nobody else that God made that is Joe Navarro, Wayne Branch, Kimberly McGee, James Branch, or Kimberly Winborn, and anybody that's listening. And so that is how we have to think when we show up for our business in our lives, um, at these events, whatever it is, um, so that we can truly shine in the ways that we are supposed to, right? I wouldn't be doing this podcast at all if I wasn't authentic to just who I am. And I knew in the beginning, I didn't know what the world I was doing. And that's that's what I said in the beginning. <laughs> And everybody has been able to see an evolution as I continue to learn. But I have to be transparent and just show up at the level where I am, knowing that I want it to grow so that now I'm in a different space now. And hopefully a year from now, it'll be in another space. So that's that's what makes me think about everything you all just, gosh, what an opportunity to be ourselves be a, and show up and shine. So the power of collaboration. What do you guys think? This year, 2020, what can happen for people 
if they truly get it and go out there and collaborate. Let's start with you, Joe. We haven't heard from you. Well, I think if people would focus more on collaborating and stop being lone rangers, uh, I think people could see their own businesses explode. Uh, I always I like to use a story uh, from the movie, the, the story of the 300. Uh-huh. Uh, there was the movie 300. Well, the story is with King Leonidas. He was, you know, he had the Persian army that was coming down to attack Greece. And King Leonidas put together a small force that went against this giant force that was the Persian army. Yeah. And he was able to to uh, to defeat them over time, but what he did was by building this small force, he was putting the the, the uh, skills, the talents, and the abilities of these this smaller force. But it made them a much bigger force yeah. because it was he knew their skills and their talents and abilities when they were mm-hmm. combined could outperform that larger force. And yeah. that's what it's like when we collaborate with people, like-minded people that help to build our strengths, our skills, our abilities, it makes us a force to be reckoned. And that's, I'm a real big believer in collaborating. That's right. Amen. High five. Virtual (laughs) high five. (laughs) And Wayne or Kimberly, James? In terms of networking, you have to get out there. It doesn't matter if you don't feel comfortable, just do it anyway. Get out there and shake hands and focus on that one Mm -hmm. and believe that you can help them and that they can help you someday. Maybe not that day, but someday you just never know where they might lead you when you establish that connection. It's a long lasting thing that goes with people when they leave the meeting. And you just never know when you might be remembered and appreciated for being that authentic you. And you end up with a deal that blow your mind away. Right. I love our collaboration. We've been able to result of our collaboration. We've been working together in business for a while. So, you know, just to kind of give a shout out to this collaboration, you know, I absolutely love it. And I know, I know that I wouldn't be able to do as much without um, Jane. So um, Wayne, Kimberly, power of collaboration in 2020, and then we'll sign off and let everybody have the rest of their Friday. Well, I'll say this, that uh, we're all connected. A lot of you have already tapped, touched on it already, but no one does it by themselves. It's, right. it's truly a, a team concept, even though some may try to sell you those uh, wolf tickets that I built this by myself. No, you didn't. Whether you knew it consciously as well as it being an unconscious notation, it's a team effort. We have to know that we're connected. You know, it's a part of a chain. We're all in that chain. We have to find our position. And then you may start out as a weak link, but as you become more at ease, more comfortable, more authentic, making the eye contact and telling people the truth, the truth based on what's right, not based on what's best. Sometimes we get that twisted. Just tell the truth and do the right thing. And the sky's the limit. And don't let the limit be the sky. You just And that'll come to you as you continue to work towards achieving those goals. And you always got to do it with people. A people is the way that things really come to its final resting place as a result of just pulling together, playing your role, and being the best you can be. I love it. I love it. The power of collaboration in 2020, Kimberly, to wrap up. I think it's, for me, it's going to be inclusion. And I think when we're in a climate and we're in the political season right now where um, the lines are going to be drawn very, very clear. You know, we're totally in it where people see strongly both sides of the aisles. But I think for me, the more we include people into a, a mindset, into our vision and find those idiosyncrasies that um, 
we may not always see eye to eye. I think it's okay for that. We don't see eye to eye on everything when you collaborate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay that we have some resistance because with resistance, you can fix those things. But I think um, I, 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 what I want people to take away is collaboration doesn't always mean agreeing on every single thing, working together. You can have those opposites attract kind of moments. Mm-hmm. You can agree to disagree. Um, because here's the thing about, to me, the power of collaboration, it builds the opportunity to create it. Yeah. And it, and it builds the opportunity to have the, the no's answered and the why's asked. Yeah. So when you collaborate, you get a chance to ask those why. You probably never got a chance to ask, well, why is it that way? You know, um, and for me, as just from my background, I'm biracial. So I see from a different perspective. So when I go in and I'm collaborating with people, different ethnic backgrounds, and they have one mindset and we and somebody else has another mindset, I always talk very free. Wayne was talking about be honest and be candid. I, I'm always candid. Nobody gets to check me because I'm black and white. So what are you going to say? You can't say anything. You can't do anything because I'm both. So it's one of those things I've learned through collaboration that, we don't all have to sing at the same, you know, the great thing about a choir is that everybody sings at a different key, is that when you're together as a choir and you have one choir director that teaches you how to come together, it's a beautiful sound. Yeah. Sopranos, altos, tenors, but everybody sings at a different key. Now we just need to come together and work together to build this great opportunity to have a wonderful sound for Modus. So for me, I think inclusion is definitely the key. The power of collaboration is inclusion creativity, and then the opportunity to debunk what you were saying, Kimberly, to debunk the the, 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 the limit of mindset sometimes, the, the limit of our ignorance and our ability to not care and be sympathetic and empathetic with other needs. Um, like Wayne was saying when his friend and um, she, even though she may not have been happy with him, she had empathy and sympathy for his situation. So just having those opportunities where we don't always see eye to eye, but we can still work together. We can still focus to get the job done. So right. for me, I think it's going to be inclusion for 2020 and really supporting one another, even if we don't always see eye to eye. About That's right. Well, I'm excited to have had this conversation. I hope that the listeners have gotten something. I know I have. And um, hopefully we've received something from one another. And I just really, really, really want people. That's why I close with that thought. The power of collaboration for your business, for your life. Really take this information and change your mindset from if it's fixed to a growth mindset. So really get to the next level in your life, financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever that is for you. Um, This is your year. Why not? Tomorrow's a new day. It's never promised. So when you get it, grab it, run, shine, be great, be dynamic. But first of all, be you. And so thank you to each of you, Joe, Wayne, Kimberly, my co-host up there, James Bridge. (laughs) Thank you all for lending your Friday night to me and the Coffee and Collaboration audience. This is also going to air on the podcast on Monday. So if you would like to share, I'll send you and share that for those who weren't able to view, but you can also share the Facebook Live, depending on the type of people, your type of people, whether they're YouTubers, Facebook Livers, or uh, audio listeners and podcast learners. But I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And so we're signing off. You guys, check them out. Go check out Joe Navarra. Check out his books. Go buy them. I believe one is an Amazon bestseller. Is our They both have been Amazon bestsellers. Awesome. Yes. Congratulations.
Were you going to say something, Wayne? I'm sorry. I was just saying congratulations to Joe. Oh, okay. Thank you, and Wayne. Wayne Brent, check him out. He's running for office. Go check out cool. his platform. Find out what he's all about. Best of luck, Wayne. That's right. Thank you. I'm really excited to be able to support such a great man. Like, thank you for joining yeah. us. The wisdom. Oh, yes. both of you, all of you has been amazing. And then my dear friend Kimberly Woods McGee, I look forward this year to continuing to collaborate with you. Same here. Please rock. So Yay. <laughs> So you all have a great rest of the evening and thank right. you for coming to Coffee and Collaborations. Check us out at www.coffeeandcollaborations.com.